What is up, OTC listeners? You're listening to another episode of the OTC Outside the Comics podcast. I'm your host, Mike Garcia, and welcome to episode 12. Another weekly episode going by in this lovely, beautiful Wednesday night. Yes, yes, I understand it was supposed to be on a Tuesday, but you know what? I came home extremely late, I was exhausted, and I feel like, you know what? I need a night off. I I need a night off to like gather my stuff together, gather my notes together so I can actually record the podcast in a very cohesive amount of ways. You know what I'm saying. Ah, You don't know what I'm saying. But a lot of things have been going on lately. Um, Post-graduation has been uh, pretty good. I've been working a lot recently. And uh, I've actually been watching a lot of Game of Thrones. Uh, I'm, I've am i been one of the people that believe something that is so overhyped where I just don't get involved with it. Or if I don't, you know, like like be a part of it. And then a friend of mine is like, alright, just see one episode. Just see the first episode and then see what happens. Immediately after the first episode, I was completely hooked. Now... Granted, I'm up to season five, but it's a good thing because I want to take my time in terms of, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, I want to take my time in terms of, you know, finishing the last few remaining seasons before season eight arrives. I believe it's in the next year, January, if I'm not mistaken, either January or February. I'm pretty sure it's January. Um, love the show. I kind of blame myself that I that it took me this long to actually realize what the hell was going on. And for that being said, uh, like I said, I'm hooked. I love the show. And I definitely recommend other people to watch it as well. It's probably me being a film student, a film graduate student. No doubt one of the best shows, if not the best show that I've ever seen ever, period. Um, so definitely deserves a lot of praise. Uh, as of right now, um, what I'm actually thinking about doing from this point on forward is I want to take the chance to actually divide up my comic book news in terms of different segments as it comes along where I talk about comic book news first that has really nothing to do with DC or Marvel, or maybe it does have something to do with it, but maybe it's upcoming stuff. Then I focus on DC stuff and then I focus on Marvel because this way, instead of jumbling up all my news together, I would separate them as best I can and uh, it would be a lot easier for me to organize exactly what news are good, what news are actually newsworthy and what to actually follow or at least what to expect for the upcoming few months, especially with the new trailers that's been dropping out. Uh, that's been dropping uh, as of recently, but we'll get more into that later on. So this is definitely something that I want to try new, and hopefully all of you guys will enjoy it. So before we delve into the comic book news, or news in general, a word from our non-sponsor, again, non-sponsor, This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you tired of listening to Mike Garcia ramble on and on for 20 minutes thinking that he knows what the hell he's talking about when he doesn't know jack crap? 
Well, don't worry. You can go on Anchor right now, download it on your iPhone, and download it on your Android, and you can listen to other people that ramble on for 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 plus minutes, thinking that they know exactly what they're talking about when they have no idea exactly what they're talking about. <laughs> what a noob. <laughs> You can listen to other professionals on YouTube. It's free. But you know what? So does Anchor. Anchor is free as well. Download it now and listen to your friends or other people. Whether it's your favorite subject. Cats, dogs, TVs, cars, archery, cooking, pedophiles. I don't know. It could be anything about anything. Oh, you don't want to listen to other people? You want to you wanna talk yourself? You, you, you want you to formulate your own opinion? Well, <laughs> well, guess what? Anchor definitely gives you the opportunity to record your own podcast as well. If you want to record your own podcast and you want to be like me and countless other people that were before like me to try to get your voice across, to try to do what you want to do, to talk about things that you're passionate about, things that you love, things that you want other people to hear so they could do your own bidding, not really, but still, then go on Anchor right now. Download the app on your phone. Enjoy it endlessly. <laughs> Probably took that a little bit too far. But anyway, let's dive into it, shall we? Uh, before we begin, though, I just want to say that I've not been getting any nerd or geek questions at all. So instead, as I said, what I'm going to do is I'm going to break them down. Uh, in terms of the news, the, the news, the, the news, I'm going to be doing that first and then focus on DC related stuff and then I'll save Marvel for last. Every week I'll probably jumble them up as much as I can, uh, but we'll see how this turns out, shall we? So, first of all, I just want to say that uh, I recently bought my Comic-Con ticket. For this year at New York City. Now for those of you who have no idea what Comic-Con is. What the hell are you doing listening to me? I'm not going to explain it. Now. For those of you who don't know on how to get the tickets. You go on Google. Look up New York City Comic-Con. It has all the instructions of what you need to do. First and foremost you need to fill out a fan verification form. This form will allow you to easily be recognized and easily be uh, easily accessible to file your own ticket. You can only file your own ticket one at a time. If you plan on buying multiple tickets for multiple days, you're going to need to file in, I believe it's one form, and then you need to buy each ticket as it goes along. Each ticket uh, depends on prices, uh, it depends on certain days. For example, I'm going on Thursday, October 4th, and the venue is from October 4th through the 7th. So, I'm going on that particular day, because I'm working on the weekend, woe is me, and I filled out my fan verification form, literally, it was a few weeks ago now. Uh, fan verifications is up and running, it will end... Someone's beeping me. <laughs> Fan verification is open. It will end July 8th. And the tickets will be on sale July 15th. Which is my birthday. It's my birthday. Whoa. Uh, so if you have not gotten your ticket yet. Or I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. If you have not filled out your fan verification form. There is still time. 
uh, do it now so that way you won't forget or by the time you listen to this podcast and you're actually woken up, do that right away and then you can buy your tickets when it's finally open for July 15th. New York Comic Con is the best place to be. One of the best places to be. That's right. I said it. <laughs> so we were talking about Game of Thrones just a while ago. And I found out that they're going to make a prequel story that has to do a lot with Westeros. And has to do with how the White Walkers would actually come into power. This is actually pretty interesting because... It's been a while since a show would actually get a prequel, a good prequel story. I believe the last one, at least the one that I remember, even though there were tons and tons of them before, uh, when you remember watching The Walking Dead, and I literally stopped after season three because it was, it was a lot and I didn't have cable at the time, or at least my cable shut off because of non-payment, yeah, yeah. So, when they made, um, what was it? Uh, uh, Before the Walking Dead? Journey to the Walking Dead? I don't even remember the prequel title. Holy crap. Um, they make a lot of prequel stories in terms of successful shows. So that way they could actually foresee or actually tell a, a certain story from another perspective. You know, like a, a basically like a prequel to the actual prequel, if you truly think about it. Um... They do that a lot with movies, they do that a lot with TV shows, as I said. Uh, they do that a lot with certain franchises, especially when it's extremely popular. But Game of Thrones is another story, because Game of Thrones, in my personal opinion, is probably, if not the best show ever made in TV cinema history. Um, so the fact that they're actually making a prequel story of that, definitely going to get the fans on rolling. And uh, I'm interested to see exactly what is it about the uh, uh, past people, the the history of Westeros and the history of the White Walkers and the history of how the houses of the Starks and the Lannisters and everyone else um, forms together. Now, for some of you that have no idea exactly what I'm talking about, don't worry, I'm not spoiling a damn thing. Go watch it from the season uh, from season one, episode one. You will like it, you will enjoy it if you haven't already, and if you have already seen it, go see it again. I know I'm way late to the party, I apologize for that, but you know what? I like to buy by my own time, so it's simple as that. Another piece of news. The trailer, E3 has released several trailers as of, uh, as of yet. The Last of Us 2 uh, got another trailer. Um, Devil May Cry 5. Also, another trailer, and I, I want to touch, I haven't seen The Last of Us 2 yet, honestly I haven't, because I still want to replay the first one, I'm literally halfway done with the first one, honestly, and uh, I definitely want to finish the game in my own, again, at, at my own time, at my own leisure, before I can see the trailer for part 2. But Devil May Cry 5 is an interesting one because this um, continues the story of Nero from Devil May Cry 4. What's very interesting, though, is the fact that his look, his adult look, is literally 
nearly the exact same of the reboot game of DMC Devil May Cry. The one where uh, a lot of people didn't really like the emo version of Dante. I thought it looked pretty cool, but a lot of people were turned off by that. A lot of Devil May, true Devil May Cry fans were really turned off by that. And I can understand that because, you know, um, Capcom at the time, and still is, I believe, partnered up with Ninja Theory in order to create the game. To write and produce and, you know, everything that we received... Uh, for Dante and Virgil and the demons and, you know, the Sons of Sparta, the storylines, the Heaven and Hell storylines, things like that. Um, it was done in a unique, different way where it's more modern and it's more punk rock and heavy metal. So, uh, a lot of people that weren't really big fans of the games before uh, actually enjoyed it. And I can understand as to why it would be hated by a lot of people. But with the trailer, Nero looked exactly like Dante from the reboot series. And apparently, what's very interesting and unique about it I, um, is the fact that uh, his arm is now robotic instead of the demonic figure that we saw from Part 4. I don't know if... It has anything to do with the current storyline. I don't know if it's a alternate storyline. I have no idea if it was Dante. At first when I saw the trailer. I had no idea if that was Dante himself. But then they showed a piece of Dante actually riding a motorcycle. And he looked a lot older. He looked a lot older than before. So I'm actually pretty excited to. Uh, watch the game. Uh, no watch the game. Play the game. I'm not going to watch the game. What the hell am I talking about? Uh, to play the game. And actually have fun with it. Another trailer that just dropped. Kingdom Hearts 3. Um, I know a lot of you fans are going to Well we want to listen to comic books. Why are you talking about video games? You're a noob. You're a slump. Uh, yeah I talk about whatever I want. So relax. Uh, I Again I have not seen any more trailers. Um, I, have, I, I have a strong opinion. That trailers just ruin things for me. So I know Kingdom Hearts 3 will be coming out next January. So. <clears throat> oh wow. That, that was pretty weird. <laughs> um, yeah. Cause, so Kingdom Hearts 3 is going to be coming out in January. Going to be excited for that. Devil May Cry 5 is going to be coming out. A lot of new games are going to be coming out. And. Can't wait for Spider-Man uh, for the PS4. That's going to be dropping in September. If you haven't pre-ordered the game, pre-order it now. I beg of you, pre-order Spider-Man. I mean, come on, it's Spider-Man. Can't get any better than that. <laughs> uh, what else is dropping? Yes, this upcoming weekend, this weekend right now. The Incredibles 2, the Incredibles sequel, apparently it's going to single out the whole family dynamic and it's going to involve a villain or villains or something. I don't know. I've only seen, I've honestly only seen one trailer and it still baffles me that after 10 plus years, none of the kids within that movie actually grown up. Like, you would think they would be 
adults by now or at least mid-teenagers or something, but they're still in their adolescence and it was a couple of spots where, you know, Violet was having a uh, um, bitch mode something, I don't know, being an angsty teenager and of course foretells that the mom is going away and she you know, is fighting crime on her own, and the dad is the stay-at-home dad, that he's not used to that kind of environment, and he's taking care of the baby that's developing powers of his own. Um, what I'm trying to say is, the second Incredibles movie basically dictates uh, how a modern family usually is, sometimes with the dad working and the mom staying at home, or vice versa, which is clearly what's being portrayed in this movie. Um... It's a family movie, anybody can watch it, anybody can enjoy it, and it's definitely something worth, in, uh, you know, worth watching. So, you have nothing else better to do this Friday night, and you feel like going see a movie, give it a shot, you know? Watch The Incredibles 2, The Incredibles 2, and uh, have fun with it, and... I don't know if I'm going to do a movie review on it. I mean, I understand it has a lot to do with superheroes. That's pretty much the main theme of this podcast. I get it. But I don't know. I'll have to maybe a quick, not a, not an in-spoiler review, but a, like a quick review. And um, yeah, why not? Like if, if it's to my liking, I'll talk about it. And I'll encourage other people to like do the same thing. You know, talk about it. Bring your battle buddies or whichever the case. Yeah, I think I'll do it. Uh, if not, then... Eh, it is what it is. Uh, uh, other shows can, like, watch on or movies can watch on. Speaking of which, there's a still a lot of things that I would have to watch in terms of, you know, what's upcoming... Uh, I still have to finish Gotham Season 4. I still have to finish Jessica Jones. I still have to finish Arrow Season 6. I have not watched The Flash yet. I have not... <clears throat> oh, man. Getting these short bursts. Whew. That's weird. Uh, I have not seen... Um, DC Legends of Tomorrow, the latest season. There's still so much that I would want to talk about... Maybe in like a miniature episode or in another form of the podcast that I would like to do, like a, you know, like a, a quick update or a quick review or a quick session. I don't know, like maybe if it's episode 15, I can do like a 15.1 or 15.2. I don't know. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens. But, and enough with the uh, other non-related comic book news that's been going on. Let's dive into what you guys came here for that is the DC and Marvel news starting with DC which will start after these messages oh thank you as I just mentioned a lot of DC news has been dropping but uh, there were really just a few of them that Really, really considered importantly, and this just in breaking news from yesterday that Time Warner and AT&T got approved. Apparently, this deal has been going on since 2016, and there was talk, a lot of talk in the, 
you know, in, in, in the, in the, uh, stocks or company world and finances and uh, all, all of that mumbo jumbo stuff. Like I'm going to pretend like I know what I'm talking about in terms of company shares and whatnot. I have no idea. I, 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 that is not my department. I'll tell you that right now. But yeah, so a federal judge basically ruled in favor for Time Warner and AT&T to finally make their deal. Uh, they spent over $85.4 billion just for this deal to actually take place. So it, it must have been a, a huge of a big deal. Um, this is one of the main reasons why I think I talk, uh, talked briefly before that Justice League was in why their production had to be rushed. Because they believe that maybe with their movie rights or whatever rights they wanted, that they were like, oh, okay, so we must be doing good. Here's this crap load of money. You know what? Let's let's just hurry up with this project. We 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 really don't care much about it because it's all about the money. And it's true. It really is true. It's all about the money. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. Like, does this deal really impact Warner Brothers in any way, shape, or form, does it really impact them? And the answer is yes, because now with AT&T and Time Warner, um, remember, Time Warner needed AT&T in order for this deal to work. They needed AT&T to ensure that they continue to go about their business. If they didn't, then they would have to sell literally every single thing that they own in terms of shares, in terms of rights, in terms of uh, who gets what or who gets which power. Like I said, I, I don't know much about uh, companies and share stocks and holders, but what I do know is this. What this means for us comic book fans is the fact that there's going to be a lot more changes in terms of Warner Brothers, in terms of how they operate within the stuff that goes on behind the, uh, the behind the scenes. All the production agencies and all the scripts and all of the uh, writing, especially the writing, that goes on to different stories. Management from DC Entertainment, management from uh, the CEO of Warner Brothers. All of that gets changed, basically. It would be under a new management, most likely from guys that worked up for AT&T. And... This might turn out to be a positive or a negative depending on how you look at it because does AT&T, does this new deal for some odd reason foretell that they can give the fans what they want in terms of cohesive storyline telling, cohesive character development, cohesive um, visuals and franchises and ensure that we do not get honey dicked to thinking that something is all cool looking at you batman v superman to thinking that something is all cool and all of a sudden it's like washed away or is it going to be in a perspective where it's like you know what they really don't care about us all they care about is the money and whatever decisions they make may not influence uh, Warner Brothers staff or creative team at all. At this point, only time will tell, but their deal has actually been approved, which actually gives leeway to Comcast and Disney. Um, 
I'm going to talk about that in the next segment. But in terms of for Time Warner and for, uh, you know, for Time Warner and TNT, I mean, I would like to think that it's heading in the right direction. But at the end of the day, for major corporations like that, it's all about making money. And I wouldn't really put it past in terms of everything just stays the same. So, like I said, only time will tell. But including of management and staff, Jeff Johns, one of the greatest, if like, if there are people that really, really know what they're doing in terms of cohesive storyline writing, and I mean the writing portion in comic books in history, uh, Scott Snyder, Greg, I'm sorry if I'm butchering his name, Greg Capullo, 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 Greg, basically, (laughs) uh, that guy, and Jeff Johns, those three, in my personal opinion, are literally the top three that I would say that knows what kind of storylines they're doing. Uh, For those of you who don't know who Jeff Johns is, he's one of the most successful comic book writers of all freaking time. He wrote the New 52 versions, he wrote the Green Lantern Corps, wrote Shazam, uh, helped writing Wonder Woman. You know, obviously, he he's not the original writer, but he helped write a lot of the issues within the comic book industry. And he's known by many. And apparently, uh, he's leaving DC to start his own company. And he's going to write and produce the Green Lantern Corps. Now, normally, I would say that whenever... People write about something, especially when it comes to screenplay writing. They not only do they need to do actual research in terms of who the characters are or what storyline you want to project, but you have to have some kind of passion or some kind of um, experience to being a fan in terms of what what it is you want to talk about. And Jeff Johns is that person. Whatever... I don't know if this is a Warner Brothers decision. I don't know if he got fired. I don't know if he's leaving on his own terms or of his own free will. Excuse me. What I do know is for Jeff Johns to actually help uh, write and produce the Green Lantern Corps. Hopefully it's still going to be coming out after 2020. Um... It probably might be the mainstream thing that can get fans like myself that's never really seen or watched the Green Lantern as much. But I would gladly, gladly watch it uh, if it's written and produced by him. I would gladly do it. I wonder who the director is going to be, though. That's that, that's that's going to be that's going to be very interesting to talk about. Um, if you don't believe me, he's actually uh, he's actually a writer. For Wonder Woman 2 or Wonder Woman 1984, Wonder Woman 84, however you want to uh, pronounce it. And he's co-writing Aquaman that's supposed to be coming in uh, this December. So if you want to learn more about Jeff Johns, then by all means, go Google him, go YouTube him, read his work, read his... um, just look at his line of work of what he's done all the way till now from like the 90s or something. Maybe even before then. So, 
is definitely something that's uh, worth looking into. And I wish him the best. I really do. I wish Jeff Johns the best. I hope whatever he's going to do uh, for the future to come is going to be successful as long as, you know, we're entertained and he continues to provide that entertainment. Hey, I'm all for it. That's, that's pretty much how it's going to be. I'm, I'm pretty much all for it. Another good thing about uh, sp- changes, so to speak, Matt Reeves, the director or the new director for the Batman, wants to start his own Batman franchise, and he's going to be looking for a younger Batman, and it's not going to be Ben Affleck. So let's let's dissect this a little bit. So a new Batman franchise is probably going to be in the works nothing is definite except for his uh batman film again in 2020 i don't know why everything has to be in 2020 u.s open and movies and so many other things it's 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 astonite to say the least but so if he's going to make a batman franchise don't how how do I put the, how how do I put this li- uh, vividly? Um, you want to make a franchise, cohesive storyline, from beginning to end. Let each one be better than the last. That's all I gotta say because we've seen Christopher Nolan's franchise. We've seen um, Tim Burton's version. You know, even though it's not really much of a franchise, it's like two movies, but whatever. We've seen Joel Schumacher's version. Yeah. So, if he knows what he's doing, and I'm sure he's got the whole writing staff that's going to help him out in any way, in, in any way they can. Um... I mean, it's going to be, it, it will be cool to see the Batman again. Uh, he he definitely got a lot of hate from his uh, Batman fiasco in Justice League. Um, it actually makes me wonder who's going to be portraying the new Cape Crusader. Hmm. Who's young enough but strong enough and bulky enough where they can actually become a Cape Crusader of Batman? Hmm. That's a tough one. That's a that's a that's a very interesting tough one. Um, whoever the casting is going to be, hopefully they get the full package, because you know damn well there's going to be other people that are not going to give a damn of what anybody else thinks, and there are going to be other people that are going to be like, no, this is wrong, this is BS. Like, well, why would you kill my favorite character? Yeah, yeah, just step out of the side, all right. That's all I gotta say, just step out of the side. Wow, I'm actually pretty exhausted. Whew, another long day. But, promise you a podcast, and here I am. Whew, alright. Uh, do we have any more DC news? Holy crap, this is not even comparison to Marvel. Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> How silly of me. The Aquaman trailer. It's supposed to be coming out in the next few days. Possibly on Friday. If I had to guess, they will most likely want to do it on a Friday. 
Um, the visual effects team that actually has been working on Infinity War for Marvel and Marvel The Avengers and, and other projects that belong to the MCU. Um, James Wan confirmed that the visual effects are done. Uh, they need to tweak in a little bit here or there. But a trailer is supposed to be coming out within the next couple of days, which again, I believe it's Friday. I find that very interesting to say the least because the studio is the one that releases the trailer, you know, to ensure that, um, that we're in for a treat, that we, that we want to watch and see what it is that's going to be, you know, next in the future films. So I'm a tad bit surprised that Aquaman has not gotten that much love yet, aside from Shazam. Um, hopefully they learn from their mistakes. Hopefully Aquaman is the type of movie where we're like, you know what, I want to see that again. You know what, I want to be that character. You know what, I also want to be in the water and talk to a bunch of fishes and whales and sharks. Good luck with the sharks. Um, is it going to tell a prequel story? Is it going to tell a... Life of what he of what he is later on. If if he's going to um, live in Atlantis for a while and see what happens. <sighs> oh man, yep, I am tired, Whew. but I'm gonna continue to go. You know who I'm excited for for Aquaman though, Mara. I mean. I think I, I think this is just a personal weakness in, in, in some redhead when it comes to comic book characters, but I would love to see Queen Mira. I, I, I really would. I, I like to see how the dynamics between her and you know Jason Momoa's Aquaman is going to be. It's it's pretty exciting. Well, that's gonna do it for the DC portion of the news. Uh if you like what you hear. Um, if you want me to tackle on other things, you can let me know on my Instagram and my Facebook. Uh, no, I'm sorry, not Facebook. <laughs> Instagram and Twitter. You can find me on Twitter at mgmagnum715. Or is that my Instagram? No. My Twitter is the mgmagnum. <laughs> what am I saying? What am I saying? See? This, this, this is what exhaustion does to you. This is what working so hard does to you. You want to come home and you just want to relax. But instead, you're freaking exhausted and you're like me. Don't be like me. Be like you. Do you. <laughs> but let's get up to the Marvel news, which starts in a couple minutes. We are now in the Marvel section of the OTC Outside the Comics podcast, and unlike DC, this actually has a little bit more, but I'm going to try to get through them as much as I can, uh, starting with, uh, let's see, I'm not going to talk about Infinity War crossing $2 billion because I already predicted that was going to happen. It took a lot longer than I expected, but I predicted that it was going to happen, so yeah, like I, I already predicted it. Um, last episode I talked about the two-hour premiere of Cloak and Dagger. 
Um, I said that I knew nothing about the show. Uh, after seeing the first two episodes, uh, no spoilers, by the way, so don't worry about. Um, first of all, it's on Freeform. Uh, I'm sure nobody cares about Freeform, so I actually watched it on Hulu. So, I'm assuming Hulu owns Freeform. I, I have no idea. But, you can definitely watch Marvel's Cloak and Dagger. And, from the first two episodes, what I've seen was, is the fact that these two individuals with different backgrounds, different circumstances that led them into gaining their abilities and get them to, um... Not be with each other, but to run into each other through a huge variety of circumstances. You have one who's a girl that can control psionic knives and blades. And you have another one, the guy, who can, in a way, kind of teleport, but can cloak himself in shadow. And... What's very interesting about these characters is the fact that they are very, very relatable. They're very relatable because one... Okay, maybe slight spoilers. Slight, slight spoilers, slight spoilers. Um, they both experienced tragic events that happened to, them, to themselves personally. So they're now set at wrong paths. They're good people, but they're heavily, heavily flawed. And I think... That's what a lot of shows need to do nowadays in order to establish their characters very well. They need to be flawed for us to actually want to appreciate them and for us to relate to them even more. You know, you can say what you want about Daredevil and Luke Cage and, and, and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and so much others. Those characters are not heavily flawed until we see them literally later on during the season of the show. This, on the other hand, actually establishes their flaws and establishes their uh, their character development in the very first two episodes. And they barely had any screen time together within the same vicinity and the same area. So, it's very interesting to say the least. Um, so far, it's, a, it's an okay show. It hasn't really hooked me yet. But I do... Continuing to plan on watching more episodes. I'll probably do a review. I'm not going to do a review of every episode. Because chances are I might not watch every episode once it comes out every week. But what I will do is wait until it all gets bundled up together. Then I can binge watch it. And then I can give my review. Because I think I can do so much better that way. So much better. But once again, Marvel's Cloak and Dagger, you can watch it on Freeform slash Hulu. Watch it on that. And who knows? Might be your cup of tea. Might You might enjoy it. Uh, let's see. What else is going on that's big in the news of comic books? The trailer for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse uh, dropped this past, few, this past few days, a few days ago. And... I like it. I really, really do. Um, I'm very surprised Sony is targeting animation. Normally, they're not known for that. Uh, that honor usually go, belongs to Disney Pixar or Illumination, which is obviously is another Disney Pixar thing. Um, but for Sony animations, I actually liked how it looked. Um, 
judging by the trailer, and obviously there's a trailer, there's no spoilers in any way, shape, or form, but judging from the trailer, you can tell that there's going to be a lot of family dynamic and a lot of family bonding between Miles Morales, which is the next Spider-Man, the protege of Peter Parker, and his father. And what's funny about it is, or not really what's funny, but what's interesting is Peter Parker is older. He looks older. He sounds older. He's actually voiced by Jake Johnson. I didn't even know that until someone else recognized the voice. Um, so that took me by surprise. And I, I like the trailer. I really do. It's going to focus a lot on Miles Morales. For those of you who don't know who he is, he is the, uh, the ultimate Spider-Man, the next, the new Spider-Man in the ultimate Spider-Man comics. And he is half Puerto Rican, half black. He... Pretty much in a nutshell, the same thing got bitten by a radioactive spider, and he was trained in in different way by Peter Parker. Now, I'm not going to go any more and spoil much about his history. Obviously, if you want to look at his history or even watch his history, listen to his history, you go on Variant on YouTube. They'll be able to tell you all the things you need to know about Miles Morales. Um, what's very interesting is at the end of the trailer, Gwen Stacy slash Spider-Gwen appeared. So, if they are going to introduce the Spider characters, I don't know if it's going to be for a sequel. I don't know if they're actually going to be prepping up for that. But, I would love, love, love to see Spider-Man 2099 make his film debut. I would love to see it. <laughs> to, I would love to see Spider-Man 2099. As a matter of fact. Let me see Spider-Man Noir. And you know, you know what? Give me a little of, of that Captain Universe as well. Hey, and you know what? Give me, give me some of the Scarlet Spiders as well. You know. Uh, ben Riley. Give me some Scarlet Spiders. Um, into the Spider-Verse. If you haven't seen the trailer yet, go see it now right after the podcast is done. And, uh, yeah, I think you'll enjoy it. Coming out Christmas, December 25th, Jesus' birthday. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see, what else? Last piece of Marvel news has to go to, of course, the Comcast Disney thing. Now, as I said in the last segment, the deal for Time Warner and AT&T is done. With that being said, now this actually gives Comcast to try to steal Fox away from Disney. Want to know how? They offered a $65 billion all-cash grab in order to acquire Fox from Disney. Now... As I said, it's up to the shareholders uh, to have the final say in terms of who they want to stay with and what they want to do. But it's pretty clear that this is a business decision. This is There's something, something about Fox, either Comcast or Disney desperately wants. There's something about um, 
Fox that's extremely appealing. But for the bidding to start off, oh no, this is not the final bidding, by the way. For the for the bidding to start off at sixty five billion dollars, billion sixty five billion dollars. What? Oh man, oh man, and 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 you know what the sad thing is? You want to know what the sad thing is? Disney has no choice but to play ball. Think about it. If Disney does not match up and give a greater offer than Comcast is willing to do, it pretty much means that they were not, well, that much interested in, uh, in in Fox joining them. Period. Now, I could be wrong, and they're trying to do everything in their power to make sure that Comcast doesn't steal them away. Now, I know what you're thinking. Well, Garcia, well, what about uh, they they already made a um. Uh, an agreement, um, uh, they already made an agreement. Yes, they made an agreement, but they didn't sign any contracts yet. There were no files to be, you know, uh, reported that there was, there was nothing signed yet, which is why there are lots of lawyers that looks over that and be like, nah, well, we're good. Or, nah, you know what? We'll continue. We'll continue. Um, I just lost my train of thought. Holy crap. Oh, it's my train of thought. <laughs> so. At the end of the day, it's all about making money. At the end of the day, it's all about what they or how they can profit so much more. If they believe that they belong with uh, Disney, they'll stay with Disney. If they believe they're with Comcast. They'll go off with Comcast. And then the heroes like X-Men, Fantastic Four. Um, I think Doctor Strange is part of it too. I'm not quite remember. But it's a gigantic boat. Like, you know, this. wow, I just lost my train of thought again. <laughs> it's, it's how exhausted I can be. This is how exhausted I can be. Um... The bidding war is not over, and chances are Disney may do everything in their power to ensure that Fox does not go over to Comcast. So at this point, all we can do is just wait and see. Wait and see what happens. Now, considering I'm losing my train of thoughts every now and then, and I think I'm stumbling on a couple of words. Holy crap, I think I am stumbling a little bit. <laughs> I'm going to end the podcast now. Thank you so much for listening. Once again, share this episode, share the podcast with your friends, your mother, your brother, your sisters. If you don't have one, your uncle. If you don't have that, you're with your dog, your cat, your lizard, whichever. And uh, hopefully I've done enough to entertain everybody and they, everyone had a good time. Um, I'm going to try to keep the format in terms of separating certain news, separating certain events that can come about for every episode. Uh before we go off, before we sign out, let's listen to our super villain quote of the week. And our super villain quote happens to be Superman. Ooh, the evil Superman from the Injustice games and the Injustice comics. Huh. Okay. 
Fine, interesting take. Fine, interesting take. And who his supervillain quote is. I could have done better. I could have saved my family. You weren't the gun. And all I gotta say to you, Superman, is... Maybe vengeance doesn't solve everything. Maybe... Maybe you're just too weak-minded for your mind to be snapped. I mean, Man of Steel, I think I can bend you. I think I can bend you very well. Holy crap, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> Thank you again. Thank you so much. You can listen to me uh, through this podcast for free on Anchor. Uh, hit me up on mgmagnum715 on Instagram and the MG Magnum on Twitter. You want to have any questions, comments, concerns? If you want to tell me fuck off, by the you're more than welcome to do so. If you have any criticisms, if you have any improvements that you want me to work on, I am all ears. I am an open book. I am an open mind. As of right now, though, we are done. We are through. Peace out. <laughs>